I'm Lights Camera Jackson. Welcome to the LCJ Q&A podcast. You can also read these interviews at animationscoop.com. This is really cool. One of my favorite pieces of animation I have seen in a while. Enter Galactic, this 90-minute special animation event coming to Netflix this Friday, September 30th. And joining me, director Fletcher Mool. Fletcher, welcome to the LCJ Q&A. Hey, man. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me, and thanks for your interest in our show. You are welcome. I love this. I I watched it about a week ago. It is so cool and so different. And and honestly, when did you know that this was one of the most unique animated presentations that maybe you've come across in a while? When when could you fully feel that? I think that um, the you know the special thing about this show is being from the outset is that the concept was always unique. It was always you know that Cuddy and Kenya had this idea and uh it was wild from the start you know so when i came board you know there were the writers and i heard three of the songs and i was like okay we're gonna do this animated and so it was instantly it was it was something that like which had never been made before and so that feeling is what you know really propelled everyone throughout the show and so as i was crewing up for all of our crew you know for the producers editors art directors everyone we all had that same feeling that you just happened to said that. Nice. Yeah, it's got Kid Cudi's music, his voice work, this romance story set in New York City, the visuals. We're going to get into all aspects of this. What I love from a story standpoint is that it takes classic love story elements and blends them with modern perspectives. And how did you really want to showcase that blend? Yeah, that's something that, um, you know, we talked about early from the start was that, um, you know, one of the most important things was to tell a modern love story, you know, in our day and age, and really to tell an analog love story, you know, what I mean, like a love story that's real, very tangible. And so we looked at classic films like When Harry Met Sally was one of the benchmarks, right? And that was such a great North Star for us as the fact that it's in New York. And it was about the tension between if they would ever get together. You rarely see them on you know on screen together at all, the same as our show. And so for us, it was really finding that very classic, uh, relatable love story, but then putting it in a very modern setting. Yeah. Jabari and Meadow, their conversations feel so natural, which is another strength of this, this intergalactic event. Did they always have to be neighbors in order for this story to 100% work? Well, I think the point of them, you know, them being neighbors was that it had to be uh, for both characters. They're not ready. At the start of this show, the whole point of these characters, they're not really ready to fall in love. And the both of them have the same sort of struggles. You know, they're going through these very parallel paths with their art, you know, Meadow with the photos, you know, with Jabari, with Mr. Rage on the comic. and But then emotionally, they're in a very similar space place that they're not feeling they're ready to be there so to put them together forces this situation that also is just romantic you know the neighbor setup is just a romantic story and it lets us you know really set that um that stage you know for the whole story to unfold yeah it is romantic and it allows you to succeed with with where this story goes and let, let's get into kid cuddy's music because as you listen to the songs they match up so perfectly to what's going on on screen. And I read, right. I guess the songs came first and then the sequences, but still the, the blending of it is, is perfection, basically. Oh, well, that's lovely. Thank you. It was um, basically, so as the outline was written from Cuddy and um, knew that 
you know, like like he wanted to do this love story. And then when the writers came on board, it was I knew that Cuddy had you know a handful of songs that were the big temple moments, like new mode when he's really feeling that he's ready to move on from his ex-girlfriend, willing to trust and when he gets together. And then, you know, the big one at the end with Can't Shake Her, like he had those tracks which were very tangible points in the story. And so as uh, the writer's room was happening and we knew the moments in the story, he was able to drop in other songs. And then a handful, well, a handful, a couple of them actually came later. We'd edited most of the film in, in, like, in storyboards and there were some moments where we had score only. And I was like, we need Cuddy's voice because it is so fucking good. And so we need a song here and we need a song here. And, you know, I would pitch him saying, hey, we need a song that kind of feels like this. And he would come back to me with something that just worked perfect and would drop that song in and it just, it just worked. A lot of the songs also are sequences with Jabari on his bicycle. And there oh. are some unbelievable visual sequences too. How was it that sort of freedom you get from making these these really uh, inventive and cool bike sequences. Well, that's animation, right? That's the whole point. You know, so a lot of people sort of at the start of this show, myself included, I was like, why are we animating this? And it was really that that conversation came right from, from on the start. If we're doing a grounded, relatable love story in New York, we had to use animation in a way to actually enhance it, you know, in something live action would never do. And so that for me and working with cutting with the writers was just thinking about how do we visualize the emotion that Jabari has? And so with the term intergalactic, we made this world inside his head where he sees the world, his point of view is in outer space and he's sort of is spacing out a century, right? But that's where he's happy, where he's comfortable. And that's something where we open the film there, we close the film there and then all of that in it like enabled us then to take the viewer and Meadow into his world in the songs visually. And then when you come back out of it, you don't feel like the contrast is too much because that's what animation enables you to do. Setting in in New York, so many of these romance films and shows have been, I see movies all the time, they're set in New York City. What you're able to do here is open our eyes to a fresh perspective of New York City. And that is hard to do, especially for somebody who watches a lot of New York City-based movies and shows. <laughs> So could you really, could you feel that too, that that sort of fresh angle you're taking with the city and the visuals and using that as a character? Yeah, there's kind of a couple of things there, you know, so that Cuddy really wanted to set it in um, Tribeca and Lower Manhattan from his time when he was living there. And then one of the writers, Maurice Williams, he's a New Yorker through and through, and he was like, he was a stickler on all the New York aspects and everything that had to be, you know, sort of true. And so what I am to do with uh, with the animation team was to ensure that Every location we went to in our show was real. So all the bars, they're all real bars. They're all real locations. The street corners are all real locations. We looked at, you know, were thousands of photos because we're all at home on Zoom was we're in, you know, we're in COVID, we couldn't actually fly to New York and actually look at the locations, right? So first we made sure that it was all based in reality, real street corners, real bars. And then from there, we're able to blend that into our art style, you know, to working with a production designer, Rob Rupel, and art director Mihal Satruk, we basically had our visual style and our real locations, and then you put those together, and that makes intergalactic. You know, it, so it has that feeling of reality that we all know New York. I know that street corner. I know that bar, but it's in a way you've never seen it before. Yes, it is. And intergalactic is on Netflix this Friday, September thirtieth. Director Fletcher Mool is with me now on the LCJ Q and A podcast, and 
Cuddy, Scott, uh, voices the main character, Jabari. So oh. how was he in the booth recording dialogue as opposed to recording songs? You know, I was definitely, um, you know, so stoked to have him, you know, like obviously as the voice of Jabari, but also blown away by how awesome he was and how natural he was. And so it was it was the toughest part of the show was recording all our actors just because we planned to do them all in a room together. But then with COVID, lockdown happened. We recorded them late in probably early 2021. We'd already boarded the whole film. And so um, we had to record everybody individually. And so for a lot of Scott records, he was in different locations, one in New Zealand, one in other parts of the world. I think Jessica was shooting Harry Potter in London for most of our records. So we would record her in London and then we would have to stitch all these separate records together and to make it sound like they're actually having an emotional conversation. And that's a testament to all the fine acting by Scott, by Jessica, by Laura, all the main cast that were able to do that. And, um, you know, it worked out in the end, luckily, but that's uh, kind of, again, you know, listen to Cuddy's acting. He does a great job. Oh, yes. Even more of an achievement knowing that, because like I said, these conversations feel so natural, so at ease, so believable. The fact that everybody was recorded separately. Wow. That, that is, that well, that's is also a big hats off to our you know, editing team. You know, Carol and Andrew, uh, you know, fantastic editors and they come from live action. And, and so I was really um you know adamant to get live action editors on this show and they could really bring that thinking into it and that's how we're able to stitch all that stuff together and it, it actually works out like it sounds really natural yeah yeah and you got vanessa hutchins timothy chalamet are there in the voice cast along with scott's sister maisha to voice jabari's sister ellie that's really cool <laughs> she was awesome she was fantastic and she like if you look at you've seen the show she is probably the most important line in the entire show mm. which is Pretty cool. That's right. When she comes in in about the third act and and sort of allows him to um, to go down a good path. Let's just yeah, say. yeah. She gives him a bit of a lesson, a bit of a wake up call that only a yeah. sister can really do. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. That sends him on the right path. That's right. Very good. I also love the clothing on this show. What were some of the keys to the clothing? It's it's some of the best I've seen in animation. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it was a huge deal. You know, um, for Cuddy, uh, you know, to get that hype beast fashion in there you know it's a huge part of his brand huge part of his life and i think you know the uh the collaboration with virgil abler was super important you know that cuddy loved working with him and um sadly he passed away halfway through our production but um we uh we were so fortunate to work with virgil it was a huge thing for us and using for cuddy especially to make sure that we were doing something you'd never seen like you said in animation that uh the you know the characters are changing outfits in the way real people do and you know, if you're going out for the night, you're going to change your clothes. You often don't see it in animation, and so it was a it was a big thing for us to do. But it was one of the most exciting parts of the show. Yeah, and adds to that believability factor, that that uh, authentic factor that that this has. And and before we wrap up here, Fletcher, honestly, how did working on Enter Galactic allow you to see art and to see animation in ways that can take you to these? out of this world places, these intergalactic places. I think that, uh, you know, the most important thing, you know, that I hope the viewers take out of this is that our journey on intergalactic was always, first and foremost, to make a piece of art. You know, when you listen to a new album, it's a piece of art and as an artist that's expressing themselves musically and how you react to it is up to you and everyone reacts differently. The same with the show, like this was only meant to be the same thing. This is a piece of art that we want to make it look like it was handmade. You know, the animation feels handmade. It looks like it's hand painted, which it is. And so for me, it's like, 
we're super proud we made a piece of art that is really true to ourselves and i hope that you know that people can really take that away and like they can react to that as well it is a piece of art it is for cuddy fans you got to watch this and for all adult fans of animation you have to watch Galactic. It's this Friday, September 30th on Netflix, a 90-minute animation event. And I truly mean it's an event because it is so <laughs> cool. Fletcher Mool, director of it, thank you so much for your time today. Love awesome, learning man. this. Thank you. Sweet interest. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. For all of the nearly 250 episodes of the LCJ Q&A podcast to date, go to Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and lights-camera-jackson.com. Thanks for listening to the LCJ Q&A and a